It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. All right, welcome back to episode 144 of Two Drunk Brothers in a Podcast, presented by the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. And we are here. Um, it is college football season is official. It's not over. The regular season is over. We are just now in bowl season. Uh, we are through. Yeah, it, it's kind of kind of sad. It, it it always comes and go in such a flash. I didn't get to watch a ton of college football this year. Um, was busy on Saturdays, but it just kind of comes and goes so quickly. It's insane. Uh, yeah, it it was crazy. It was a wild year. I feel like we didn't enjoy it as much as what we usually do, but it's called know, life, brother. It <laughs> is life. That's how it works. But we got bowl season. Got a lot of good bowls. The playoff hopefully is better than what the uh, conference championship weekend panned out to be. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit. I guess we can dive right into that college championship yeah. and recap. Uh, uh, there's a few games that I thought were, were kind of fun to watch. Believe it or not, I actually thoroughly enjoyed watching the MAC championship game, just because I bet on Northern Illinois. Uh, so it's it's how how many times is Northern Illinois going to be going to be an underdog this year and continue to just win outright? I mean, it's it's silly. Which is crazy because they're they're always in the MAC championship. Yeah, I mean, ever since every other year, ever since Jimmy G went there, that's where Jimmy G went to school. So ever since he's been there, I mean, they really, yeah, interesting. He also went uh, who Jordan Lynch when he was the Heisman candidate, yeah, Uh, and they were and they balled out there. Yeah, they're good, and in their bowl game, they're ten point underdogs. Are they really? Yeah, to Coastal Carolina. Oh my God, that that's we'll we'll get to that in a second. but outside of that, um, what, 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 I can't even remember the other games. They were so forgettable. Um, uh, Utah and Oregon on Friday night. Utah was a rough start away at the beginning of the year from being a legit uh, playoff contender. Yeah. Um, by the way, I'm sorry. I misspoke. Jimmy Grappolo went to Eastern Illinois, not Northern Illinois. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong, uh, but no, like Utah, <laughs> they lost to BYU and San Diego State earlier on in the season. They're only yeah. lost to Oregon State, which would have been their dampener. Uh, but after those first three weeks, they really got their shit together. And then that's the, the last, thing like, that's six weeks been whooping up so, on teams. So that's why we need to move to the, either an eight team or some. Uh, I, I, Everyone's. I'm seeing these brackets where everyone's sharing like every conference winner needs a shot. I'm like, no, we don't think we need that. Um, but I definitely think we need to expand it to include up to eight teams because I would have loved to see Baylor in there after they just they almost choked it away against Oklahoma State. Which man, if Oklahoma State would have pulled that off and ended up winning, like what would have happened? Would they have would they have slipped in? No, they'd have got snubbed for sure. Yeah. No, I so like too. I said, uh, you know, nothing panned out how the craziness that we thought it was going to. It, things happened the way that nothing would have gotten shifted around. So it was better for Oklahoma State for them. So they didn't get screwed. They kind of screwed themselves. They should have won that game by double digits. I was talking to Jared about this. Their last two drives, they had the ball on the one and two yard line and they went for it on fourth down. So they had eight plays from the one and two yard line and couldn't put the ball in the end zone. Yeah, I I had to go run an errand on Saturday, middle of Saturday afternoon, and I left because I left because I was like, oh fuck, these these early games are over. I'll be back in time to catch the meat the meat and potatoes of the Mountain West and the SEC championship game. And I and I get home and I see all the highlights on Twitter. I'm like, what the fuck happened? I thought I thought Baylor was going to run away, but if you had an 18 playoff right now, I think it would be pretty solid. Although 
I feel like if if we went to eight teams, Oklahoma State sitting there at number nine, I think they would honestly be snubbed. If if we yeah, they would if you're looking at an eighteen playoff. Yeah, so I definitely think we need expansion, but let's not dive into all that today. Uh, yeah, the SEC championship game, Kirby Smart continues to not show up Dude. in big moments. Like he is not like you have those coaches that are good all the way up until when you need to be great, and he's just not. A, he, I, I'm I I am one hundred percent okay with saying this. He's not a great coach. Kirby Smart is not a great once, coach. Once they, well, let's go back to the beginning. Like from the standpoint that you're Georgia, it's like, yes, you want to win the SC championship game, yada, yada, yada. But they didn't need to win that game. And everyone knew they didn't need to win that game, even themselves. Uh, so once they got out of the game and it got a little out of hand and they were struggling, they did not adjust at all. They kept Stetson Bidden in there who could not move the fucking ball for anything. Uh, they just weren't being aggressive enough with their play calling, and I don't know what their defense did. They, I feel like there was busted coverage on every play, wide open players on every play. I mean, it was Alabama ugly. had had struggled like they struggled with with Auburn the, the week before, which that's always a dogfight game because it's a big it's a big you know rivalry, obviously. But but the um, best supposedly the best defense in the country. Yeah. You mean they're going to have four hundred yards and a half? Not supposedly, they were the best team in the country. They lo- they allowed like under six points a game all year long. I so, think it was, yeah, it was a little under seven. It was six point something, but they let up. I think it was like three hundred and eighty five yards in the first half of the game. It was silly. It was downright silly. And you're looking like honestly, if 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 you're asking me, I think Georgia did enough to get kicked out and to have Notre Dame slip in there. The one reason, the one thing that saved Georgia in that regard was because Notre Dame lost to Cincinnati. Notre Dame's one loss was to Cincinnati, uh, and Georgia's one loss was obviously to a great Alabama team. So, And my my whole thing with not letting Notre Dame in there, one, they just lost their head coach. He's not even finishing up. The season. Yeah. Yeah. I, that, two, yeah but... two, they didn't they didn't play that weekend. You can't put a team that's not even going to jeopardize their season. Like if they would have played a championship game and won, Sure, then you'd have yeah. an argument, but they didn't play and they lost their head coach. No, I agree. I think that if there was an 18 playoff, Georgia would have knocked down farther in the ranking. Yeah, I think so too. So let's let's talk about that. Everyone was pissed about how the ranking shook out. They thought Michigan should have been number one. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, we got the four teams in the matches that we wanted. I don't give a fuck who's one, who's two, who's three, who's four right now. I really don't give a shit. They were not going to rematch up Alabama and Georgia. It just made zero fucking sense. I th- I would have liked I would have liked if they would have, because first of all, let's think about it. Michigan did everything they could in that Big Ten championship game. They held Iowa to three points. They steamrolled them forty-two to three. They should have not gotten jumped. I think. I think it would have been a good matchup to see Bama and Georgia again. You're right back to back games. Also. Also, I think it favor it would have favored Cincinnati because I think Michigan's the most beatable team of the three. Oh, they definitely are. They definitely are. I I think if anything, like I don't agree with the rankings. I think Michigan should have been one. Bama should have been two. I don't think they should have jumped from from three to one just because they they beat Georgia. I think it should have been Michigan, Bama, Cincy, Georgia. To be honest with you, is what I think. Which again, at the end of the day, we get we're getting the fucking same matchups we're getting right now, and. uh I, I disagree. I think Cincinnati has a has a good shot at beating Alabama. Alabama just lost John Mechie. Uh, he tore his ACL, which sucks. He's out for the year. Uh, apparently, since he has those that one cornerback, I don't know his name, but he's a dog apparently, and he can he they they have a pretty good defense. I'm not saying they're going to win. They're thir- thirteen point dogs right now. So, is it thirteen? Did it move to thirteen? I thought I thought it was thirteen and a half. Yeah, it's it's gonna move a lot until um, New Year's. It's New Year's Eve, which Travis really sucks. We're not gonna get to watch these like at all. Uh, we'll we'll we'll, we'll get enough in there. Yeah, uh, Travis and I will I be like at Disney at Disney World that day, so uh, we'll be at. Magic hey, we're going to Disney World. World. Yeah, we're going to Disney Champions World before everyone else. But no, I think I I definitely don't think that Cincinnati doesn't have a shot. They definitely have a shot. 
they just can't come out slow like they always do. Yeah, if you if if you if you're gonna point out honestly to God, like I think Cincy, the one team they stay in zero chance against is Georgia. Like, yeah. is, call, call me call me crazy. That's the one team they don't stand a chance against is Georgia. Just because Georgia's defense can come out, they can play. Honestly, Michigan, I think, is in a lot of trouble against Georgia. I think that I think they are. I do because, too. And, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say they they run they run north to, north to south in, in between the tackles, and Georgia has that beast of, of a defensive line. So that was my thing. I uh, like Alabama. Yeah, they can they can spread the ball out. They can move the ball downfield. They can pass the ball. Uh, Michigan, like Cade McNamara, is not not great. I'm not saying he's not a good quarterback, but he's not gonna yeah. beat you. And Georgia, I feel like, will be able to to minimize him a little bit, and they're just going to have to make him run it because that's what Michigan does. They have uh, – what's his name? Uh, Hassan Haskins and yeah. Blake Crum, and they can stop the run like no other. So I think they're going to struggle with it, and I think a lot of people are going to pour on the points and the bets on Michigan just based on what Georgia did last weekend, which is totally fine by me. Drive that number down. So yeah, I know when you initially we'll, we'll we'll come out next week, guys. We're gonna do our full like bowl recap episode and like give you betting lines for all all, all the bowl games we like. But you told me initially when the line came out, you looked at the lines and you tweeted me a dog emoji, like literally a dog emoji. You liking the dogs? I do like I do like Cincy against Bama. I do like that spread. It's a lot. I, I would buy like a full mission. point to make it fourteen and a half. Okay, that's fine. I don't like the Michigan spread against against Georgia. I, I actually don't mind the seven and a half. Like Michigan's defense is very solid too. You gotta you gotta remember that. And Maybe Stetson the under is that not could, good. That could be a dogfight. That could be forty-three and a half. Could be an under game. Like you said, like Michigan. both teams combined. Georgia now, after that game, allows nine and a half points per game, and Michigan allows 16. Yeah, stupid. We'll talk more about that, but, you know, college football playoff, I think I think we all got what we wanted. We all know Notre Dame didn't get in there. They lost to, they lost to Cincinnati. They were 11-1. You have three other teams in there that are 12-1. Two of them won their conference. The other one didn't lose until the conference championship game. I am fine with the top four. Um and, we all know uh, what we're I, getting, though, right? Yeah. What? We're getting we all know Georgia. What setting up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what it's setting up for. We all know it. That's what's going to happen. And I I have like a – just like a little – you know when you get those feelings? I have a feeling that Bam was just going to steamroll Cincy and that Michigan's going to have a chance to beat Georgia at the very end of the game and they're not going to do it. So and then Georgia's going to come in and they're going to fucking – they're going to shut down Bama. It's going to be a snoozer of a game. No, what's probably going to happen is they're going to shut down Bama all game, and then Bama will come. They're not going to do enough on offense, and Bama's going to come back and win it just because that's how it always goes. Yeah, they'll, they'll they'll pull an emergency transfer. They'll get they'll get Tua's brother to transfer from Maryland, and he'll come in at halftime. And God, no in. one wants him. He's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying that that that's what that's what Tua did at Bama. He came in after halftime for Jalen Hurts, and they won the whole yeah. damn thing. So. Second and twenty six. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking no bullshit. Shit. But uh, that's that's just our college recap. NFL wise, we'll keep it short. Uh, there's a few teams that I think are in some some dire straits right now. Uh, the Bengals and the Ravens, two AFC North teams. I think that whole division. You told me not to worry about the Bengals. I'm still not, but I don't know who's who. Who wants to win it? Does anyone want want to win that thing? Dude, I don't know. Maybe if Lamar Jackson would quit pooping himself, he'd have a better time. Dude, I, they, they look horrible. They look terrible. I hate to say it. It's not no. like the Bengals look good. The Ravens just look god awful. Did the did did the Dolphins break the Ravens? <laughs> I guess so. Jesus, man. <laughs> they, yeah, they, they, I they're missed out on Sunday from our account before that last bullshit last minute drive. At whatever I'm going to say onto that, their last so in the last month the Ravens have scored 55 points total. Awful. And like to my point, like I said, did the Dolphins break them or put out the tape on how to beat Lamar Jackson? They mentioned that on Sunday when they're playing the Steelers. They said, I don't remember who's on the who was on the call, but they're like when they played the Dolphins on the Thursday night game, the Dolphins brought forty plus zero uh, zero cover blitzes, and the Steelers were that all game long. TJ Watt had fucking three and a half sacks, 
I mean, it was just silly. Uh, the, so, they haven't scored over 20 points since we played them. God. So, yeah, they've only they've only scored, and then dating before that, the only team they scored over 20 points against in the last six weeks is the Vikings. Jesus, so things aren't looking I mean, good for them. I mean, you're looking. You look at that AFC North. It's any. It's anyone's division right now. To be honest with you, anyone's division. I think the Browns are. I, I think the Browns are. Wait too till up, after though. this week. Wait till after this week. If the if the Ravens can get a win at the Browns this week, I think they'll set them up in decent position. But if the Browns win, it's going to be just a toss up. Yeah, because I think the Bengals play. I don't know who the Bengals play this week. Pretty sure they I'll have a decently Bengals, tough schedule. No, yeah, they they play the Niners at home. Not an easy game. And I mean, the Steelers played the Vikings on Thursday night football in Minnesota. Again, God, Vikings can't I know, wait I know, to miss that game. I know they just lost to the Lions, but it's, it, that's not an easy place. That's, that's not an easy win. So AFC North's a toss up. AFC um East is the pass to lose now because the Bills can't fucking do anything on offense. So uh, That's another team that we might need to talk about is the Bills. They're broken. Uh, Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. They can't run so, the ball. I, I was gonna say, tell talking about a team that the tape is out on. You shut down Stefan Diggs and Cole Beasley and Emmanuel Sanders. You're, they lose. They cannot run the ball for anything. And no. uh, Monday night show that. Yeah, you get beat by it a was, team that throws the ball three times. Yeah, I mean Mac That's, Mac Jones just got his easiest paycheck he'll ever get in his entire life this week. Yep, just handing the Easiest. ball off however many, like 40-something times for 200 yards. You know it's coming. Like, uh, even later in the game, they were chunking off runs of 10, 15 yards. I'm like, what are you fucking guys? I, we obviously bet Bills minus three just because of the weather situation. Mac Jones is a is a Southern kid. Uh, but it was just silly. Like, you know. And I didn't, like, I didn't like it. Like, once, and we obviously bet it after the weather came out. Just because we wanted the Bills to win, because we hate the Patriots. That's another one of those things that we bet with our heart. But I knew I was like, it's going to come down to who can run the ball more, and it's going to be the Patriots. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's just it was the Bills are not looking great, um, <clears throat> and they have look, a but they have a very 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 easy schedule. They do. They do. They really do. They well, play. I think they, they play the Bucks. They play the Bucks and the Pats again. But outside of that, they play the Panthers, the Falcons, and the Jets. So it's ten wins easy. I I'm gonna call it. No, I'm gonna call it right now. They're gonna lose to the Panthers or Falcons. One of those two teams. They'll lose. No. The, 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 yes. I don't yes. think so. Are right, is one of them on the road? No. Okay. They were only their only road games are Bucks and Patriots left. And those are two losses. As of, I don't know because you're in Tampa Bay this weekend. Tampa Bay can't stop a thing right now. I mean, they only they held Atlanta to 17 points. Yeah, but they just look bad. Their defense so. looks bad. I we'll, we'll talk more about it, but Bills broken obviously. Um, Everything else in the AFC, the Chargers, I, I can't figure the Chargers out to, for the life of me. They stink. They don't stink. I think the, <laughs> I think that – seriously. I, but I think the game on Sunday was more the fact that the Bengals gave it to them rather than the, the Chargers won it. I don't know. They just played good all around. Like they, yeah, The Bengals was, came back. That's because the Chargers let off the gas because I feel like every team does that. And then they spanked them again. It was, it talk was, about a team who has a pretty easy finish. The Chargers have an easy finish. Yeah, us, really us as Dolphins, the Chiefs, us as Dolphins fans need. Uh, we are. And it hurts to say it, but we really need the Chiefs and the Chargers to win as many games as they can down the stretch. 
Yeah. Uh, we need to beat the fuck out of the out of the Raiders. The Chiefs literally play every team that we need to lose the rest of the way. Good. Hope they go. Hope they honestly, and it pains me in saying this, but if they go win or if they go undefeated, undefeated the rest of the way, will their over hit? Yes. Uh 13 and 4. Yes, it will. Yes. <laughs> so So there you go. There we go. There we go. We're we're gonna be I will never, never utter the word Chiefs fans, but we will be rooting for them. Supporters, supporters, supporters. supporters. There we go. And let's give a round of applause. First team eliminated from the playoffs, Houston Texans. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, they got an E by their name. They're they're eliminated. It's crazy that the Lions aren't. (laughs) And that's something else that pissed me off. We'll touch on this one last time. We'll probably do an NFL picture thing next week or the week after. Uh, before we head off for Christmas, but how much easier the NFC is than the AFC? Oh my God, the Dolphins and the Raiders and the Broncos teams like that are gonna get fucking screwed, bro. Yeah, they're gonna get fuck. Like, there's gonna there might be two teams in the NFC with 500 or or worse than 500 records that make the playoffs, whereas the N- the AFC is gonna have uh, probably I would say three plus teams, maybe two to three teams that are 500 or better that won't make it. It's silly. Yep. So just to <clears throat> give you a Reminder, right now the Dolphins are 13th seed in the AFC. They'd be the 8th seed in the NFC. God, stupid. They'd be right out of the playoffs by a half game because the Eagles are 6-7. and seven. They're right outside of Washington and San Fran who are 6-6, six and six, only because yeah. they've had a bye. Yeah. So it's just it's it's stupid. It's asinine. So like the the separation in the in the AFC is is wild. Playoff race is going to be fun. Like I said, we'll touch more on that probably in the next couple weeks. But before we're going to talk about UFC 269, we've got another big UFC card this weekend. We're talking about some NFL bets. After that, forward to that, let's bowl season. The bowls are announced. Obviously, outside the college football <laughs> playoff. What are what are some bowls that you're looking forward to? I have five on my list. I have, where's my list? I have uh, five as well. Do you want to oh, start yeah, cool. in chronological order? Chronological order. So my first one, I have one, the opening day of bowl season. I know you're going to have it. It's going to be fucking Northern Illinois. Cure, the Cure Bowl, baby. Uh, yep. December 17th, next, not, yeah, next Friday, December 17th, Coastal Carolina versus NIU. Um, I, I, I love the Huskies. The fact you said they're but 10 point dogs. Again, I love Rocky Lombardi needs to be playing. Surely he will be, but he's a senior. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's his last game. He's the, he's not going to the NFL. Uh I mean, so yeah, Cure Bowl is the first on my list. One of the one of the the opening night of bowl season. That is the thing that you have to not you, but talking to the people that you need to look for when gambling on these bowl games is something that we need to do more of looking into as well. So making sure who is and who isn't playing. Yeah, we'll we'll do it. We'll do that this year for sure. Like I said, our big gambling bowl episode will be will be next week. So uh mine my first one is the following day, uh the eighteenth. It is Western Kentucky at versus Appalachian State, the Boca Raton Bowl. That's on mine too. Yeah. Uh, uh that's gonna be a fun one. Uh spoiler alert Love Appalachian State in that game because really? Western Kentucky cannot stop the fucking run. We saw that last what, week. I wonder what the over is. That that'd be a fun game to bet the over on because Appalachian State has two amazing running backs. The over yeah, six. Was oh taking that taking that easy. I I bet Appalachian State is a solid solid defense. I don't give a shit. I bet two Western Kentucky overs the last two weeks. They were in the seventies. They both hit. Uh, Western Kentucky can still score. They have a they, they have they have a good quarterback as well. Um, so that yeah, was my, my next one. Is stopping Appalachian State in the run game. Yeah. But either way, it's going to be fun to watch because you know it could be high scoring. Whatever, it's going to be fun. That was my first one. Uh, when you, that, that was my that was my that was your second one. That was my second one. My next one's not till the twenty first. My next one. Let me find exit and put the date. My next one's on twenty first as well. So probably the same one. UTSA and San Diego State. The Frisco Bowl, baby. Yes, yeah, that is my next one. I'm looking yeah. forward to that one. San Diego State sucks ass, though. To be to be quite frank, I love I love the Roadrunners in that game. It's gonna be fun to see though because uh, they have a good defense. So it'll be interesting to see how they stop Sincere McCormick and Frank Harris. They're like running back, quarterback, dual threat. Yeah, like read option. 
Cool. Uh, so that'll be a fun one. UTSA, by the way, favorite over a ranked team. As they um, should. San, San, Jose, San Jose State stinked it, stinked that down stretch. My next one's not until New Year's Eve. Mine is, and, and, it, and is it's not it's not it's not a playoff game either. Oh, I have one. It's uh Monday, December twenty seventh. It is okay. the Quick Lane Bowl, Western Michigan versus Nevada. Oh, okay, okay. I think that'll I be see, a fun one too. Another another game with two high scoring offenses. Carson Absolutely. Strong and Caleb Elby, St. Louis kid. Yeah, yeah, I like that one a lot. My my fourth one is going to be on New Year's Eve. It's just because of who is the sponsor. It's the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl. But honestly, the teams are kind of fun too. Boise State and Central Michigan, um, they're actually broadcasting this on YouTube, and they're getting a lot of flack because it's not like a like a televised game. Like they're they're broadcasting on their Barstool Sports YouTube channel. But Travis, I know you listened to part of my take today. They were like literally some somebody was complaining about a game being on the internet, on the internet, on on, on Twitter. They're complaining. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, if it's on and if it's on YouTube, it's fine. You can if you have if you have bought a TV in the last five years, you can watch it on your TV. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> I mean, it's not that hard. So yeah, that'll yeah. be a fun one. Just it'll be interesting to see because I'm sure they'll have a bunch of wild shit going on during. Well, the, the fucking the lead singer of Creed's performing the halftime show. Oh my god. He's gotta yeah. bring out like the old, uh, the old Super Bowl the, halftime show. Is that was that <laughs> halftime? I don't think it was. Or was Super that, Bowl. that was Thanksgiving Day? Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, yeah. And yes. Dave said, "Dave's like this is my favorite performance of all time." And they asked Scott Stapp from Creed to do it. And he's oh doing it. my god, that's gonna be incredible. <laughs> so that's why it. it's that's all a good one. Yeah. My my third. Would it be my third? Yeah. Fourth. No fourth. fourth. My fourth one is the day before that, actually. Really good Are matchup. You? Surprised you, yeah. Surprised you didn't say anything about wait. Yes, the 30th. Sorry. It's the Peach Bowl. Pitt versus Michigan State. Oh, I missed that one. How did I miss that one? I don't know. Pitt versus Michigan yeah. State, Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. Uh that'll be a good game just because pick and score like crazy and see if Michigan State can stop them or not. Yeah. So that that is one of the New Year's six bowl games. Uh it's like one of the, it's it's the bowl game you get if you win the if you win the championship. It's probably how you missed one. it because it was on yeah. the 30th. Yeah, it was. Uh but I do have one that's on New Year's Day. That is so one of I. the New Year's New Year's six bowl games. It's the Sugar Bowl, Baylor and Ole Miss gonna be a good sl- gunslinger shootout. I think it'll be a fun game. I don't know though, because Baylor that because they have that freshman quarterback that played. Because I think Bohan, I don't know if Bohannon's still going to be hurt or if he he's going to play has, or what. Yeah, he, ha- he has a month to get it right. Like I mean, come on. Yeah, I know. He, well, he's in the sling. A I thought he was in oh, a sling. A, I thought it was a hammy. I don't know. I'm gonna look it up actually real quick. Yeah, it is a leg injury. I so who knows? Who knows if we'll be back? What it is, but if he is back, that'll make it a good game. My fifth one is the game before that. It's the Rose Bowl. It's Utah at Ohio State. I think that'll be a really fun matchup. Ooh, that will be a good one. I mean, there's there's you really can't complain about those New Year's Six bowl games. I think they really did a good job this year. <clears throat> yeah, you can uh, complain with Iowa and Kentucky. That'll be a snoozer. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Again, we'll be we'll be in a car most of the day, but you know it it is what it is. So, uh, but those are the games we're looking forward to. I think we I think we got we got a good list there. I mean, uh, really looking forward to to that Cure Bowl, the Boca Raton Bowl will be fun as well. Frisco Bowl I think will be a good one. I think honestly that might be my favorite like matchup I'm looking forward to. U- UTSA versus San Diego State, and just the Barstool Sports <clears throat> Arizona Bowl just because of oh, the halftime dude. show. We could uh, we could stay an extra day and go to the Iowa Kentucky game in Orlando. I would rather gouge my eyes out. <laughs> we'll be leaving and waving goodbye to all the dog shit. It'll be at noon. So we'll probably be already on the road by the time it starts, but yeah. maybe we'll I, be, we'll be no, off thank the road you. by the time the Baylor Ole Miss game comes on. Yeah. I would rather be on my way to go watch the dolphins. If the dolphins can win the next two, potentially get a clutch playoff spot in Tennessee. That's, that's where I'd rather be. Um, so I any Hoosers, uh, that's our, our bowls. We're looking forward to again next week. We're going to do a big bowl gambling episode. Uh, talk about everything bowl season. Uh, we only got a few more episodes. So we take a little bit of a break for, for Christmas. 
Uh, but let's move on to UFC 269. Travis kind of forgot this was happening, forgot how big of a card it was. I mean, that's what I didn't forget it. I just forgot that how many names were on this because it's bananas. It is a stacked, very, very stacked card. So we will do like we always do UFC 269. Obviously, there's two title fights. Amanda Nunez is coming back. Obviously, probably the goat of, of women's MMA. And uh, Charles Oliveira is going to defend his belt against Dustin Poirier, who's been on an absolute heater. But let's do like we always do. Let's start off from the first fight of the main card, make our way all up all to the main event. And then we will talk about a few prelim fights we like as well. So the first fight on the main card is a bantamweight bout. Everyone's favorite. Sugar Sean O'Malley is fighting um, this guy's name that I'm going to fucking royally fuck up. Rally. Raul Raulian Paivea. That was horrendous, but I appreciate that. Raulian Paiva. Paiva, I believe. And also, I don't know if he's listening this week, but Pat McKelvey, good good friend, he said, like, I think one of the like, this was like two or three UFC events ago. He's like, I'm gonna get you like an like a dictionary on how to pronounce like fighters' names because you need one because I'm terrible at it. It's, I mean, it's tough. It is tough. Uh, but again, we're getting another matchup where Sean O'Malley is not fighting really anyone worth a damn. It's a ranked opponent, uh, at least. Is he? He's 15th. Yep. I don't know how he's ranked. Uh, this is his fifth fight in the UFC. Or this will be his sixth fight. He's fought five fights in the UFC. He lost his first two. And he's won his last three, and neither none of them have been impressive. Except he had yeah. one knockout. I'm not sure either. Uh, this will be the fight that puts Sean O'Malley probably in the top ten if he wins in convincing fashion. I think. Like um, how did how is this guy who has won who's three and two in the UFC ranked, but Sean O'Malley is six and one. Sean O'Malley's last opponent had to step in on on last minute's notice doesn't help him at all. Um, hey, that I, dude took a pounding though. Yeah, he did. He really did. <laughs> um, I see this fight playing out a lot like. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. His, his last few fights for, for Sean O'Malley, that is. I don't see him KOing him in the first round like he did with, with that Eddie Wineland guy. I don't see him K, doing like a quick KO because with all with that being said, this this Paivea guy is actually semi of a decent fighter. Uh, but his most notable fight was a split decision loss versus Kaikara France back in February of 2019. Um, he's won three in a row, but the last two in a row have been via decision. I think O'Malley's really going to wear him down with a lot of strikes, and he'll probably catch him one with one later in the second, probably early third. Um, so I do like O'Malley to win. I like O'Malley inside distance at even money, at two units. Uh, I, I'm going to say by knockout because O'Malley's not going to submit anybody, which is plus yeah. one ten. That's what I had. Okay, for the same reason, uh, this Pave guy, uh, he's not, <laughs> he's not really much of like a ground guy from what I saw, like, yes, he can work the ground. And, uh, he, you know, he, he took Kyler Phillips to the ground a lot just cause that's the kind of fighter that he was. Um, but as far as his previous two fights, there was zero, zero takedown attempts from him. I don't think he's going to do that with Sean O'Malley. He's going to stand up and they're going to scrap. And if you're going to do that, with Sean O'Malley, you're going to lose. Yeah, I, I, I do agree. So Travis, I like Travis's pick better. Sean O'Malley by KO. Plus one ten. A bonus pick I have for this one. This is the only fight. I, the only fight I did a bonus pick on, just because the odds are so Uh-oh. stupid bananas. 
O'Malley to win in the third round. His last two fights have been in the third round. I think go if you go back to the Cheeto Vera fight, the way that fight plus was setting up. Plus a thousand, up, huh? Yeah, plus a thousand. The way that Cheeto Vera fight was setting up with Sean O'Malley, I think that was going to go a lot longer than what it did. Obviously, he had the knee injury. He got, quote unquote, KO'd in the first round. Um, I think that would have gone to like the late second, early third. I do think, do think O'Malley is trying to sharpen his tool set, trying to show the UFC brass that he can kind of go longer in a fight. Uh, so Sean O'Malley in the third round isn't a bad bet at plus a thousand. So no, it's not. I don't mind that. Uh, we probably won't bet it, but if you can, you no. want to do a little sprinky on it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, what's the next? I don't. They mix next these one fights around so much. Next one is a flyaway bout. Um, one of our favorites who has been not so hot lately. Well, we got uh, Cody Garbrandt. It's a flyaway fight. Cody Garbrandt versus Kai Kara of France. Um, Garbrandt is the betting favorite. I think he's minus 155. And France is minus 135 right on uh, DraftKings. Okay. I'm, I'm on the okay. UFC website. Minus 155 on the UFC website. Plus 135 for Kai Kara of France. Um, so it's 20 in the opposite directions now. Minus 135 okay. plus 115. Okay. A little closer. All right, a little closer. So it seems like the public is is leaning toward Kaikara France, which makes sense. Cody Garbrandt has lost four of his last five fights coming into this thing. On obviously two of those were to TJ Dillashaw when he was on EPO, but that's that's but the, but the other two that he lost still weren't very good. And his one win to Rafael Sunchow was honestly like don't get me wrong, awesome knockout. But I think is a little lucky. Might be a little lucky. the The decision lost to Rob Font. I don't think is terrible. Rob Font just went the distance. He got with, dominated though. He did, but he but Rob Font just went the distance with with Jose Aldo last weekend. Uh, so I don't think that's a terrible loss. The one bad loss was what was that fight before Pedro the Sunshine fight? Yeah, Pedro Munoz. Yeah, when he got they were just standing there trading blows in the middle of the ring, and he just got caught with one. Um, here's what I think. I think Garbrandt's going to fight this. We saw it in the Font fight. I think we saw it in the Sunshell fight. Like you said, he got a one lucky punch in. But other than that, both those two fights, he was fighting much safer, much less reckless, I think. Um, and I think, again, another situation where he's trying to prove that he's not just this one-round knockout guy. I actually like the over of two and a half rounds here. Kaikar France uh, hasn't been KO'd since 2012, and that's the only way Cody Garbrandt's going to win. I can see this being a decision fight, just like Garbrandt's last fight, just like I think Kaikara France's last two fights, and it's at plus odds. Only unit, but over two and a half rounds at plus 110. See, that sucks because I'm actually leaning the opposite way just because France only has 13 decision wins of his 30, 31 fights, and then Cody Garbrandt only has three of his uh, 16. So not a whole lot there. I think... I think if Garbrandt's going to want to win, he's going to have to knock him out. And that's just plain and simple. And we all know how how bad Cody's chin's been. And Car and yeah. Kai has 10 knockouts in his career. That's I could that, I could That's the way I'm seeing. I, I I'm thinking I'm going to stay away from from the sides cuz I can see it going either way. I've been burned by both these guys numerous times. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I, I have too. I mean, it's just been, it's kind of silly, you know, with these guys. So I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with you there, man. I mean, it, it might be just a fight to lay off altogether and just enjoy it. It could be it could. just because like Kai Car France, I'm pretty sure I've only bet him when he's lost because his two loss, his only two losses in the UFC have been to Brandon Moreno and Brandon Royval, two great guys. Yeah. Like it could be, he could come out and with his experience fighting those two guys do really well. And then we could see the old Cody. You just never know what you're going to get. Yeah. I mean, you really don't. So we're both going to kind of probably lay off that one. Travis leaning under, I'm leaving the leaning over. Um, so the next fight, the fight number three is a welterweight bout again, Jeff Neal seasoned vet. He's fighting a guy. I'm sure I'm going to butcher this name. Santiago, Pons and Bio. <laughs> they are both Pons and Bio. Oh, 
I, yeah, I, I failed, <laughs> apparently I failed phonics. I, I failed phonics in school, but the Argentine dagger, but name. they're, this is a very evenly fought fight because they are both minus one ten, or they were on the UFC website. Whenever I, whenever I wrote this, they are, uh, Jeff Neal's plus one Oh five and Santiago is minus one twenty five. Okay. I was leaning Santiago when I knew they were more even, but honestly, this is another fight that I think is a toss-up. Uh, I think this this has potential fight of the night candidate written all over it, to be honest with you. Um, obviously, they always want to lean championship fights with that, but if the Poirier fight is, is kind of a snoozer, I think this has fight of the night written on it. Um, they're both pretty evenly matched. Neil, though, hasn't won since December of 2019. And that win in December 2019 was against Mike Perry. Do we even want to count that as a win? <laughs> I mean, let's let's be real. Uh, no. Santiago has two fights this year under his belt, and he just earned fight of the night in a W last June. Um, I think he's the more well-rounded fighter, the more kind of fresher fighter, if that makes sense. And I would not be surprised if he gets this done in a dogfight decision win. So I'm going to lean Santiago here minus 125 at a, at a unit. I am as well, uh, and one thing I look at, uh, they have some common opponents recently. Um, Santiago knocked out Neil Magny in the fourth round, also beat Mike Perry, and then meanwhile you just look at Jeff Neal, his most recent fight, he lost to Neil Magny. Uh, so, and outside of that, like he hasn't, he hasn't had an impressive win, like you said. If you want to count Mike Perry as an impressive knockout, go for it. He did knock yeah. out Nico Price, but I feel like everyone can knock out Nico Price because he's because <laughs> he's a psychopath. His yeah. only impressive win I see is Bilal Muhammad. Yeah, but I saw that, that was too. again three years ago, two years ago. Yeah, so we're both leading Santiago. Travis says last name I can't say it. It is Ponzinibbio. Ponzinibbio, Santiago Ponzinibbio, minus one twenty-five, one unit on that. So we're going to roll into the co-main event. Uh, this one is stupid odds. Uh, the women's <laughs> bantamweight, the women's bantamweight title title bout. Uh, obviously, the champion Amanda Nunez, the double champ right now, is the heavy favorite. I don't know what it's at on DraftKings. I think on uh, uh, UFC's website, it was like minus eight fifty five or something like that. Nine hundred. Minus nine hundred. Minus nine hundred and plus six hundred. Plus, obviously, the challenger. Is going to be um, uh, what's her Pena? What's her what's her first name? Juliana. Juliana Pena. Uh, I had it written down. I just couldn't find it on my notes. So There's just nobody once, they can like put up a good fight against her. Amanda Nunes' last like before that she I think her last fight was a submission win. Before that she yeah. she had two decision wins. Uh, what is important to note, I think. Again, I'm not trying to sway you one way or the other because well, I'll tell you my bet here in a second. What is important to note, this is her first fight at Bantamweight, which is another 10-pound cut. She has been fighting at, at at Featherweight, which is 10 pounds heavier. This is her first fight at Bantamweight since December 2019. So in two years, she's going to have to make that weight cut. Will that have an effect? I don't know. Um, I just think she's the best to ever do it, male or female probably. And I think it's just going to help be, her be able to throw her around. Yeah, that's that's what – she can beat you in points. She can beat you on the ground. She can beat you via TKO. She can do it all. I am going to lean Nunez by submission here, plus 375. She hasn't submitted anybody in a while. And her last Pena, one was submission. Her at last this, one at was this, submission. At this, oh, at at this, this weight class. Yes, this oh. weight class. Pena's last two losses have come via submission. Um, she lost to Jermaine Duratomy by that, uh, and Nunez stomped a mud hole in her ass. So, the, if you're gonna Shushenko. bet this, yeah, if you're gonna bet this fight, you have to bet some sort of prop like this, like Nunez in a round with a with it being a five round fight. I don't like that, so I'm gonna lean Nunez by submission because I don't think it goes to to, to decision. Okay. Um, I don't hate that. I'm going to go. I I always do this and I get fucked on her fights every single time, but this is just hard not to take over one and a half rounds minus minus one twenty five. 
I don't hate that. I do think like, this does. That's goes, just goes so. That's so. That's short. I get it, and I know that she can just end it at any time, and she probably fucking will. But, <laughs> but, I might do like Amanda or over one and a half, and like, I don't know, Amanda inside distance. But that's only that's minus three fifty, so that's not even worth it. I'm just gonna stick with. I'm just gonna go the over minus one twenty five, over one and a half. I think that's good enough value to me for her to to make it last. Uh Juliana, all of her fights have went over one and a half rounds. Um she hasn't she hasn't lost one under one and a half. Yeah, I mean we're just getting to the point now though where no one is is gonna be uh, being that a man in Nunes territory. I think I was watching some promos on the last fight we ordered and Misha Tate was like talking about how she'd come in. I'm like, Misha, we've already seen you against Amanda Nunes, honey. It's not good. Not good. Yeah. Um, you got submitted so, in the first round. Yeah. So Nunes is going to come back and defend her bantamweight title for the first time since December 2019. Should be interesting. This next one, we're all looking forward to it. It is the men's lightweight title fight. The champion, Charles Oliveira, versus the challenger, Dustin Poirier, who's been on probably one of the best one of the best streaks I've, I've seen in a long time in the UFC. Like, he seriously. is feeling it right now. I mean, he's on a hell of a run. His last Dustin 10 fights, Por- got- Dude, this blows my mind. What, what Dustin are, Poirier what is minus 155. Yeah. It was, it, was, it was minus 160 on UFC. I'm doing three units on Dustin. I, I told, again, I'm bringing up Pat McKelvey because he's a big UFC guy. I told Pat, I was like, this might be a mortgage bet for me. Like, I don't I, know why I'm feeling I mean, so confident about it. I, I love it. Uh, one, we love Michael Chandler. Michael Chandler had him in the first round. Uh, he did. Charles. You can all say that he did. That is. Yeah, had Charles, Charles in the first round. Yeah. And Poirier, on the other hand, is just looking incredible. Like, his only loss in the last f- five years has been to Khabib. Who's, again, I pains me to say it, might be the greatest to ever do it. You know, I mean, like, seriously. Pettis, Gaethje, Alvarez, Holloway, Hooker, McGregor, McGregor. Yeah, those were his like, wins. He lost. He got submitted by Khabib, which who hasn't? Outside of that, he's KO'd McGregor twice. Took Max Holloway to a decision win, which is crazy. If you can stand there and throw with Max Holloway, that's bananas. TKO t- k- k- uh, Alvarez, TKO Justin Gaethje, which is impressive in its own right, and then submitted Pettis. So, like, I mean, that's the thing too. Charles, that's, like, that, yeah, he's known for his ground game. Dustin's not a chump on the ground. No, and I think he's only better. He's better than Charles. Obviously, he's better. He's he might be the best uh, in this. I mean, he is the best in this division right now on his feet. Maybe one of the best ever, if you want to. Maybe include him with Khabib. In this yeah, division. I mean seriously. I mean, he's when you look at you, when you look at Charles's resume. His his best win is to Tony Ferguson, and that was a decision when Tony's on the on the downfall of his career. Outside of that, and we talked about this going in the Michael Chandler fight. He really hasn't fought anyone. I mean, like he KO'd Michael Chandler, but then you look at Michael Chandler, like, okay, cool. Is, is his resume even that impressive? I know he's a Bellator champ. Is all that stuff. My, Michael Chandler beat is still Beat the Shad Hooker. Yeah, my, Michael Chandler is still, still an impressive win. I don't, I don't want to downplay our boy Mike Chandler. Um, side note, do you see him, Ben Askren, and another uh, Mizzou wrestling alum were at, were at the, the duels this weekend at, at, at Mizzou Arena? I did not. Yeah, there, there was a picture of That's them in the awesome, crowd. That's Ty, Tyron Woodley commented on Instagram and said he wished he could have been there, but he was training. So, uh, yeah. but every time, every time Charles has a big fight, which I mean, if you really want to date his outside of Tony Ferguson, his last big fight, Paul Felder loss, Anthony Pettis loss, Max Holloway loss, guys that Dustin Poirier has beaten. Yeah, I just think Frankie Edgar loss. Oof. Yeah, I mean, I just. Again, I, I have it three units on the podcast because I want to invite you advise you guys to bet safely and, and and bet responsibly. But this might be one of my heaviest bets I've done in, a, in in a few weeks. Like, I feel pretty confident in it. And it's kind of crazy that it has taken. This might have to be the longest run by a guy. Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. To never have a title and then eventually have one. He's been in the USC since 2010. Well, he was the interim champ for a little bit. He was the okay, interim that champ. that doesn't count. And then he fought Khabib for the title of Moss, and then he went and chased money for a little bit, obviously. The two McGregor fights were were, were both money fights. No, I'm uh, talking about Charles. Oh, you're talking about – yeah. Well, Charles had, was, had, a, had a bad like – like he was almost like close to getting cut from the UFC after those like, – yeah, didn't he have well, three he, losses in a row? He Not three. He had a loss, a no contest, and a loss uh, to Donald Cerrone back in 2011. Then he won two, then he lost two. So his his resume was two, four, and one in the UFC. And then he went on a handful of wins versus no-name guys, except for Jeremy Stevens. And then he went on another losing streak, and now he's been on a win streak. So he is up and down. I don't think he's that great, to be honest. No, I don't think so either. He got that. He got that. that He got the belt because Khabib retired, obviously. When you look at Dustin Poirier, on the other hand, I mean, Dustin Poirier has a legitimate – I mean, a legitimate resume. Resume. So, yeah, Insane. since he's been in the UFC, I mean, Cub Swanson has was his first ever fight in the UFC, which is crazy to me. Uh, he was he was on the Ultimate Fighter, but no, nope, no, nope. two two before that, he or no, no, his, yeah, his sorry. first one ever oh, was shit, Joseph wow. Grisby, 2011. Josh Grisby, he he submitted Max Holloway, which is impressive in its own right. So he's beat Max Holloway twice now. Wow. That is that Max Holloway's like only two losses. Max Holloway doesn't have a ton of losses. I'm looking this up right now. Max Holloway has six losses. How many in the UFC though? Volkanovski, Volkanovski. His first one was Poirier. Bro, talk talk about some this dude's had some his losses are is this besides Dennis Bermudez, which is obviously a bad loss. It was a split decision. Poirier, McGregor. Poirier, Volkanovski, Volkanovski. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. But anyway, but anyway, we're leaning Dustin here. I mean, I like Dustin Poirier. I think he's a hell of a fighter. I think he's super fun to watch, and I hope he just destroys him. I do too. Uh, everyone's probably going to be like, you're a McGregor guy. You know, you shouldn't like Poirier. No, fuck that shit. I like Dustin Poirier. Um, I, I, I didn't hate him when he was fighting McGregor. I wanted McGregor to win, but I hope he gets it done here. He definitely deserves it. He's been on uh, – a hell of a run lately, and uh, I'd love to see him hoist that legitimate belt, not just the interim belt. So that's the main event. Real quick, prelim fights, Travis. I actually have four prelim fights that I'm eyeballing hardcore. And these I go, only these for me right go two. These go all the way for me back to the early prelims. I only have two, and they're in the regular prelims. Early prelims. Derek Minner, plus 180 over Ryan Hall. I like that one a lot. Really? Sell me yeah. on it. Sell you on it? All right. Well, I was looking. I, I was. <laughs> now you got me. I put me on the spot. Uh, sorry. Actually, Derek Minner is on the. Yeah, he's on the early prelims. Early prelims. Derek Minner. He's fighting Ryan Hall. He's plus one. Plus one eighty on the UFC's website. Could be different on DraftKings. Um, both of these guys are coming off losses. Here's my thing. Derek Minner is such a force on the ground. 85% of his wins come by submission. He has 22 uh, and, submission wins. Yeah, and here's the thing. Ryan Hall, like you're like, okay, you're Ryan Hall's fighting a guy who is, who can't strike. Ryan Hall really can't strike that well either. He only, he only lands 2.3 significant strikes per minute, and um, Derek Minner has, lands almost three per minute. So he, uh, he can strike. Uh, Grappling-wise, though, Derek Minner, 3.11 takedown average per 15 minutes, 70% take takedown accuracy, and he has submission averages, obviously, uh, four per 15 minutes. And Ryan Hall has dog shit on the ground. 
I just think Derek Mender's going to know what he needs to do. He's going to get there, and, he, and, and he's going to do it. Seasoned vet, 26 and 12, versus an 8 and 2 young, younger guy here. Okay. I can feel that. I can feel that. I'm going to go into my first one, which is a little bit later. Uh, it is Augusto Sakai versus Tai Tuivasa. Bam, bam. Uh, both minus 110. Uh, I'm going, I'm leaning here. I'm leaning bam, bam. Want to see yeah. a Chewy. Uh, two, two guys. It's going to be a slugfest. Both these guys stand up and they fight. Neither of these guys go to the ground. Uh, 11 knockouts for Tuivasa, 11 knockouts for Sakai. Um, but Sakai is coming off of two knockout losses on his own Overeem and Rosenstrike. And Bam Bam's coming off of two, three knockout wins. Stefan Struve, <laughs> Harry Hunsucker. Uh, I don't know who that is. And he just knocked the knocked Greg Hardy out in a minute uh, in his last fight. So the dude, the dude's a force to be reckoned with, and I love it. And going tie here. I I that was one of mine too. I, I like I like Tai Tuivasa. I want to see a Shuey. He party he party with with the Nelk boys. That was fun as hell to watch. Um, so I like that one too. So that was my second one. I'm rolling my third one, Travis. Hope I'm not stealing your thunder. Do you have do you have a pick in the in the Munoz Cruz fight? I do. What are you leaning? Dominic Cruz. Me too. I like I like Dominic Cruz as well. I don't know why the odds are like this. Dominic Cruz is even money right now. Munoz is yeah. minus one twenty. Uh, Cruz is coming off an impressive win against Casey Kenny, who, if you yeah. don't know, he's a really, really good grappler. Dominic Cruz also really good grappler. His only losses are to Henry Sato, Cody Garbrandt, and Uriah Faber. Yeah, I mean, the, Dominic Cruz is a legend. He's a legend. He has I mean, the length in this fight, uh, standing up. Much better at grappling, which I think that's where he's just going to dominate this fight at. The dude doesn't want to lose anymore. He, he doesn't have anyone to impress. He's just out there to get wins, and that's what he's going to do. Yeah, Pedro Munoz grab- is not that great. No, he's not. I mean, Pedro Munoz, yeah, you, you go to stats, he lands a lot of significant strikes per minute, but he also absorb, he absorbs more significant strikes per minute than he lands. So that's not great. Um, and then also, like you said, the grappling aspect of it, his – his, I mean, Pedro Munoz doesn't does have an eighty percent takedown defense, but Dominic Cruz has a forty percent, forty six percent takedown accuracy, and he also averages three takedowns per fifteen minutes. So he's gonna get it if I he mean, wants. Pe- Dominic Cruz rode Casey Kenny that entire fight. I think it was like an absurd amount of control time is what he had on him, and Casey Kenny is like known for that. Uh, Munoz lost his last three fights. Granted, they're really good guys, Aldo, Edgar, and Sterling. Or lost three of his last four, but plus odds here. Love yeah, it. it's it, it's hard not not take the vet, especially I'm gonna, I'll throw one more stat out at you. The average fight time between these two guys, Dominic Cruz has been in so many five round fights in his life. His average fight time is right at 17 minutes. Munoz is only at 10, so obviously some experience there. So you like you like Cruz. I will throw one more at you guys. It is the last fight before the main card: Josh Emmett versus Dan Ige. I like Danny Gay at, 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 at plus one forty here. Um, it's tough. I looked at this and I liked him too. I think he just has a much more impressive record. But his last fight uh, really threw me off because he looked horrible against Korean Zombie. He did look horrible against Korean Zombie. Here's my thing. He's again another guy that's going to have to take this fight to the ground. His uh, he's just he's he, he's better there. He's better at the grappling aspect than Josh Emmett. I mean, this is a pretty evenly matched fight if you look at it all around. That's why the it's, it is. That's why I thought, and that's why yeah. I didn't have a fight in it. And but Dan Ige, if you're looking, if you're gonna say that it's an evenly matched fight, you might as well take the plus money with the Ige at plus one forty-five. Yeah. Also, I fucking hate Josh Emmett's tattoos. Those he he is a terrible, ugly human being. I mean, I hate to, I hate to say that about somebody, but he is he is not a good looking dude. Yeah, no, he's not. I agree. But he only has two losses uh, to Desmond Greed. Don't know who that is. And Jeremy Stevens. Gross. Lost so. a little heathen Stevens. So that's UFC 269 for you guys. Tune in on Saturday. It should be a fun one. I think as far as prelims are concerned, this is like the first fight in a while I've gotten you know a little bit jazzed up with the prelims. I probably haven't gotten jazzed up about this, like, a fight like this since like front to back since like early summer. Yeah, it's gonna be a good one. I'm excited. Last one we gotta show out. So we're going to round out today's show with bringing back 
not bringing you back, but going back to more, uh, you know, um, scripted degenerates digest. We're going to give you a lock and an upset and some other picks for the weekend. Um, Travis, do you have, do you have an NFL lock for us? By the way, guys, we've been doing pretty good on the NFL lately. You can always check it out on the Patreon. Um, but, uh, do you, do you have a lock this week? It's tough. Cause I hate the NFL slate this weekend. I have a lock and it's going to be, I'm, I, only I have, have my eye on one. I only have like two spread picks. I like other than that. We've Good been luck. riding this. Yeah. We've been riding this like unders in divisional games post week 10. And it's been, I mean, fucking fire under in the bears Packers game on Sunday night football under 43 and a half, three units. Like I said, these divisional unders have been fire. They're, they've been 10 and five in the last three weeks. Again, it's divisional games post week 10. Also to boot with that unders and these teams games combined are 16 and eight. So, I mean, I can see the cold weather in Green Bay playing a factor. The Bears don't know who the fuck they're going to play at quarterback. If it's Andy Dalton, I love it even more. Packers come off a bye. I could see the defense just lighten up the Bears. I feel you. I feel you. I don't mind it at all. I'm going to go ahead and take my lock, and it is going to be uh, the Dallas Cowboys minus four versus the Washington football team. I think Washington's just playing way too out of their league right now. Uh, to make any sense at all. And Dallas's offense is just can move the ball at will when they want to. I know they haven't been great, but I think they, they get it done this week. Minus four, give it to me. That's is that is that in Washington? Uh yes. Okay. Don't hate it. Don't love it, but it's your lock, so we'll ride with it. Your upset of the week. I have a really good upset of an eyeball on. We haven't done one of these in a while. My upset of the week. I like Falcons money line plus 115 at the Panthers. The unit on this, and here's the reason why. The Falcons are not playing bad football this year outside those two weeks where they were got stomped by the Cowboys and the Pats. But let's look at it now. Those are probably, you know, two of the top five teams in the NFL. Um, they've scored 36 points the last two weeks. Their defense is kind of thing is kind of stepping up. They held the Bucks at 27 last week. Uh, the Panthers, I think, are struggling with Cam Newton, a quarterback. They can't find an identity. Cam Newton will come in. They'll switch to P.J. Walker, and it's going to be a fucking mess. Um, I think the veteran Matt Ryan avenges their loss against the Falcons or against the Panthers earlier this year. So I like it's not a huge upset, but I like the Falcons' money line, plus 115 against the Panthers. Okay. I am going to go with an upset. Don't love it. Oh, sprinkle, sprinkle half unit, unit on it. Uh Back-to-back wins for the Detroit Lions. I like that one too. That's a that They're that's playing, a big at Denver plus two eighty-five is what it is. Um, if you don't want to touch that, you can touch the spread. The Lions are eight and four against spread plus eight. Yeah. Uh, we all saw last week the the Broncos' offense is awful. They're broken. They can't move the ball. Um, that's what's going to happen again. And I like it. I'm just going to take the Lions and just roll with it and just not even think twice about it. I love it. That is on my list. I I literally went week by week of what we need for the Dolphins. And that's obviously on the list. The Lions beat Denver. The Vikings beat the Steelers. The Niners beat beat the Bengals. The Ravens beat the uh, Browns. And the Chiefs beat, beat the Raiders. So. So I, I don't mind that. Do you have any? Do you have any other picks for us this week? I have a, a laundry list of them. I'll give you a few that I like a lot. I like the Jags Titan. Okay, I'll rip off a few. Again, these, these division under guys. These, these are my favorite ones. Jags Titans under forty four. It's a divisional game, and unders are ten and two in Jags games this year. Probably because they can't fucking score. Um, I also like. I also like the uh, Dallas Washington under forty eight. Travis liked the spread on that game. I like the under forty eight divisional game. Washington really can't score either. I think Trayvon Diggs is going to give Taylor Heineke fits on Sunday. To be honest with you, um, so I like that one. I also really like the Cards minus two and a half on Monday Night Football against the Rams at home. That one, I'm staying. I'll probably stay away from that and just enjoy it. 
I'll not, say I'll take I'll take Cooper Cups over on receiving Cooper, yards because that's Cooper like a Cubs, lock every week. Yeah, if you don't like the cards <laughs> minus two and a half, again divisional game. Look at the under, but this is the one under in divisional game this week that I'm scared about. Uh, the rest of them I I, I like a lot. Uh, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven divisional games this week. We can bet the under and Taylor. I'll let you guys figure uh, out those. One game, one another game that I actually kind of like is the uh, the Saints minus five against the Jets. Mm-mm. Yeah, I don't like that. It's 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 in it's in New York. I like I like the Jets on that one. Don't care. We Taysom Hill is used to playing in the cold. It's from BYU. Alvin Kamara is probably going to come back. The Jets, meh, don't like him. I'll they just the lost Saints. the Garden. Yeah, you're right. They they just lost. They just lose <laughs> the Garden and Minshew at home. Badly. Yeah, badly. So, all right, guys, that's going to do it for episode 144. Appreciate appreciate y'all listening. Uh, Watch UFC 269 this weekend. Bet uh, some of the Patreon. We have daily college basketball bets. We've been pretty good with them lately. Uh, So make sure you're checking those out there. Other than that, we'll see you guys next week. And uh, have fun and uh, happy gambling. Peace. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 